Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show, part two. Today is November the 25th, 2019. Strong hand, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction, and of course, and of course, in motion. Yeah, dudes, I am really in motion. So a lot of you are saying, hey, what happened with your Beyond Bitcoin show on Saturday? It got cut off. You were, you were outside. It was awesome. Yes, it was. The computer was not plugged in. It ran out of battery time, but the free Wi-Fi was great. So I had a lot more to talk about, and you guys had a lot of questions. So I have enough for another show, and I'm making the most of a bad situation being cut off, and I'm preparing this show in advance, so I'm on a plane right now, probably, or in an airport somewhere, getting back to Baltimore, but you guys are enjoying part two unprecedented part two of a Beyond Bitcoin show. Remember, play this at 2x, okay? It's a lot of stream of consciousness here. I, I, if, I, if I watch it, I would play, I play everything at 2x because I value my time. I value my wealth in Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Check out This Week in Bitcoin uh, at disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at techball, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Check out part one of the Beyond Bitcoin show. It was fun, a lot of fun. And uh, also, this week at Bitcoin was Zach Bowles, so you can learn how to get a job in the uh, Bitcoin space. Hello, my elite friends. All right, guys. All right, so where did I leave off beforehand? I, I talked about Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, uh, Indiana. And... And uh, I, I want to, I wanna, before I say this, Politics, it's mostly a waste of time. Do not value your wealth in political candidates. Do not waste your time or your money, throwing money at them. Uh, and there are a lot of men out there that are throwing money at Pete Buttigieg. And he is, he is very good at fundraising. And uh, he, he appeals to a, a demographic. Uh, I think the gay men feel they're... Well, there's never been an openly gay president, so a lot of them feel the need to like throw money at this dude. Gay men out there, if you don't have any kids <laughs> and, and uh, you don't have a spouse or whatever, you got a lot of extra money, you shouldn't be giving it to Pete Buttigieg, okay? He economically isn't looking out for you, okay? He, he will tax you. You should be buying Bitcoin instead of, but you're not going to listen to me. Dude, many, many gay men are not going to listen to me. They, a lot of them uh, uh, get caught in the emotion of, oh, let, let's, first gay president, oh, it would be so great. Uh, let, let, me, let me just give money to him instead of buying Bitcoin. It's truly, $2,000 to Pete Buttigieg does nothing except help Pete Buttigieg. You should be buying Bitcoin with that $2,000. Uh, who knows what that will be worth in, in four years at the end of Trump's term? Well, we, we will see. So let, let's talk specifically about a, a, an issue that's come out with, with Pete Buttigieg that the media seems to, and so you, you can learn a lot from politics. So I, I do want to say this. If you analyze politics as, as a, uh, 
a way of looking at the way the 80 percenters think, the way the 80 percenters get emotion, emotional, how the media manipulates, how, who the media likes, what the media thinks of certain demographic groups. You can learn from politics uh, that way. And if it makes you uh, a stronger hand, a longer term thinker, someone who knows not to waste their time on this, but just to get to, to, to garner important information from this that, that is not apparent, that it's not obvious. So I'm going to talk about how you get some important information that I have gotten out of this entire situation. And, and it's good to know what, it's good to learn what mainstream society is thinking, what they supposedly care about, uh, their feelings over facts type of ways. So Buttigieg, he's, he's young, he's smart, he's gay, uh, and he, he can raise a lot of money. And he has a lot of people at the first were like, oh, he's raised all this money. He's not gaining the polls. Well, it, the, the money ha has, bought the, has bought support at this point. Yeah, people fall for, they get all these flyers in the mail. They see, they know his name now. For name recognition, the advertisement, advertisement stuff is good. So it's been working for him. And, and he, doesn't, he doesn't go out. He, he does not act flamboyant or anything like that. So white working class people, they see this a smart guy who was in the army. They give him respect. He's from the Midwest. They give him respect. And so he's doing well in the Iowa polls and in New Hampshire, which are, are white states. These are white states. But what the media is bringing up, and because the media, the, the white dominated media, because most people in media are white, most people are media are white, um, but they hate themselves. And they, they don't want there to be a white, they want to, now not all, not, most media isn't men per se, or maybe most is men, but there's a lot of women. Uh, they, no, mean, mainstream media does not want to have a white male Democrat candidate, okay? They, they just, they, they, can't, they can't stand it. They can't stand it. Uh, and so this guy, even though he's gay, it's, it's too much. He's too clean cut. They are not, so they are bringing up, uh, something happened in South Bend. He had an issue with black people once. I don't even know what it is. If you're in charge of a city um, that, that has a large black population, you're going to get into different demographic groups. You're going to have issues. They're going to be issues sometimes. They're not, they're not going to be happy with you all the time. I don't know what exactly happened. Uh, it, it's just like say when Martin O'Malley uh, ran for president, he was the mayor of Baltimore. He was the governor of Maryland. Uh, people could have brought up that he had issues with black people at times. They didn't because he was a total non-contender. He, he, he would have been better off running now. Uh, and by the way, if Pete, if Pete Buttigieg wasn't gay, he would just be Martin O'Malley, but a smarter Martin O'Malley that was in the army. Okay, so, so, so let, let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. Uh, he's not going to be able to shake this black thing. I mean, black people are, are not voting for him. They, they are not. So in order to win the Democratic nomination, you have to have support from black people. You, you, can't, you can't lose all the states, South Carolina and all these other states. You need the support of black people. Now, right, right now, Biden has it, but uh, who, who knows what will happen. And the, the media, they're not too keen on it, him either. Now, but they hate, they, it's Buttigieg, they hate more. They hate more. So I shouldn't say they're not, uh, I, I think they would allow him to, to become the nominee. They would allow uh, Sanders to become the nominee because he's a straight up communist, but he isn't going to be it. Um, but I mean, apparently, I mean, it's, the media, you, you have to think they want it to be a woman. Uh, they, they want it to be uh, or Kamala or the what's-her-face. Or, 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 but there's no legitimate black man. And, but he, here's what Buttigieg has to do. 
if he wants to do, if he wants to go around the media, and th this is an idea for because you have to also have to take into account in politics right now in the Democratic field. I think I'd say about half the people <laughs> are running for vice president at this point. Okay. Uh, and Cory Booker is definitely one of those guys. Cory Booker is not going to get the nomination for, for to become the Democrat. He, he's a black guy, um, and he, he's a Rhodes Scholar apparently, but he's not getting the nomination. He's running. He's running out of money while this Buttigieg is, is just swimming in money. So keeping in mind the vice presidential thing, Buttigieg should go to go to Booker, and they've had arguments and stuff apparently from what I've heard. Uh, but be like, hey, dude. Dude, you're not becoming president. You want to become vice president. I know you don't like me, but <laughs> but let's do something unprecedented and say, Corey, say you're dropping out of the race, but you are being my not. You're my uh, vice presidential nominee right now. Right now, it's starting now. We're doing this early. No one's ever done this before, and so then all of a sudden, now I would assume Cory Booker has a tremendous ego and won't want to be the vice. Won't want to like give it up right now to, to, to this guy, to this uh, a guy he might feel is inferior to him. But if he could drop his ego, I think it would work. Uh, I think it would work. Uh, I think black people would say, well, wait a second here. Um, we, this Buttigieg, he, he's promising us uh, Booker as the vice president. There, that's his black card. That's, that's good enough. I, 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 mean, I don't want to demean black people. I, and there are many smart black people out there. But among the voting class, the voting class, all these, uh, the voting class of all races, okay, there it's all superficial nonsense. So this will get many, many black voters like, okay, that's good enough for me. Uh, there's a black face there. That'll be, the, that'll be the first black vice president. Ooh, how nice. Okay, this time we couldn't have a black president. We'll have this gay guy, you know, but at least Corey will be there. And like the way they could go about marketing themselves too is like, we're going to be a president and vice president, but we're not going to agree all the time. It'll be like in the old days when it was like George Washington and John Adams or Thomas Jefferson and all that. When the vice president and the president didn't necessarily get along, they were of different parties back in the day. Things have changed since then. They, they re, we're not going to get into the history of all that, but it would be more like that instead of, you know, the, and it would bring also, you know, in 1980, Ronald Reagan and George Bush did not like each other at all. People forget this. If you look at the history books, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> but if you look at the, it, it, it the, the, the establishment wanted Bush to become the president of the United States. He was a, but Ronald Reagan was an outsider and he was favored by the people and Ronald Reagan, and they, they argued all the time uh, in the debates and Ronald Reagan let him be the vice president, I guess, as a consolation to the, but I don't think they ever liked, I doubt they ever liked each other. But th so this would be something like that where, and Bush understood that like, you know what? I don't like this guy. I'll put up with it. And then I could become president one day. And he did. He did become president one day. And so uh, Booker, but again, they didn't announce their partnership early on. They didn't, they had a forced partnership much, much later on. This would be something very, very unique. Uh, now, would this uh, then, would other candidates all of a sudden pair up? Who knows? Who knows what would, what would happen? But I, I, I'm going to say this. Uh, they, the, the media and so many people in the Democratic Party are obsessed with, with keep, or they don't like white men. They do not like one white men and they, they don't want one at the, they, they think that's a horrible representation of the Democratic Party. Um, it's, it's racism against white men. It's, it's really disgraceful. 
Um, but hey, they can do what they want to do. I will say this, if, if they're logical, and most of them are just totally emotional, in order to beat Donald Trump, you're going to have to have a white man. Okay, you, re you really are. Because the people in Wisconsin, the people in these Midwest states, these working class men, Kamala Harris, they go, oh, I want her to be my leader. I mean, this is a, or, 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 or what's her face? Uh, Elizabeth Warren? I, 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 want, I want her to be. Look at her. You think a beer drinking man is going to vote for her? They will, they will vote for Buttigieg. They, they will, uh, they'll forget about the He doesn't present himself as a, uh, because a lot of you are going to say, well, beer drinking men don't like gay men. Uh, probably. But um, he doesn't present himself that way at all. And he's a Midwesterner and he, he is associated with it. Okay, so we, we spent a lot of time on, on talking about that. Um, and yeah, so yeah, politics is all about gimmicks and marketing, marketing. It's, it's lowest common denominator type of stuff. That, uh, but, but this is giving you some insight into like the general feel of the general population of something they care about, of this soap opera. So I'm giving uh, th these the players in the soap opera, Booker and uh, Buttigieg, a little advice there if they want to. Um, that th that would be a big threat to Trump because also. Um, Buttigieg's debating Trump. He could do that. He could do that. The others, oh my God, I think Trump would really humiliate. It, <laughs> imagine if Biden actually becomes the nominee. I, I seriously doubt he will because of the, the dislike, partially because of the dislike of, 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 white, of white men, but also because I think people are, are saying that they're going to vote for him now because they've never heard him speak. He doesn't make much sense anymore uh, from, from, from what I, the clips that have been brought to my attention. Again, I don't waste too much time in, but it's an exercise in, in studying the psychology of voters. I, I again, when, when, I, when I talk about elections and voting, it just shows how frivolous it is and superficial it is and how glad I don't, I mean, I don't value my wealth. I, I know they don't control me. I, they don't control me. <laughs> I control myself. It doesn't matter who is president. I'm just giving some advice there based on these, on frivolous, demographics that people seem to care so much about this superficial what the guy looks like what or what the or what 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 they have below the belt if it's, if it's a man or, or or a woman okay you should pick the best this is not what this is not what politics is about the best the best is it's not what it's about okay Oh, so going, I, the black mulberries. I keep talking about those black mulberries. I mentioned them at the end of yesterday's show, at, at the end of the pre part one of this show. I'm bringing it, I, I, I love to eat them since I was a kid. And I did mention jokingly on another show that I think they, they can serve uh, to soften your bowels uh, if you're constipated. And they do actually, they do. Um, and I, I actually, <laughs> uh, I noticed the benefits of that. So, but I'm bringing this up again because there are a lot of people out there that believe in colon cleansing. And by the way, I do not, I don't believe in, I, I, there are people out there that think stuff gets stuck in your colon and is rotting away there, getting you sick for years and years and years. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe that, that you, know, you, you swallowed some gum when you were six and it's still in there and you need a special colon cleanse. You have to pay $50 for some liquid and drink it. Fruit cleanses your colon constantly, okay? You, you, you eat some fruit every once in a while, it's gonna, it'll move some of the stuff out of there. Even if you eat tons of bad food, and don't eat tons of bad food, it doesn't get stuck there. 
It does make you sick when it's in there. It might take a little longer to get out, but it gets out of you. It gets out of you. It might not react well. It might inflame your colon, but it's not stuck in there. So this whole colon cleansing thing, I don't believe in uh, as in it's like getting stuff that has been in you for 20 years, okay? But um, to, keep, uh, <laughs> to keep things moving smoothly and at a regular rate and so there is no inflammation, try out the... Uh, the mulberries, it's, it's, it's free. It's free. You're not paying some dude for some $50 concoction out there that probably does nothing, as little to, to makes little to no difference. And just eating an apple would do the same thing as, as those concoctions out there that people are talking about all this colon cleansing and they, I, I don't, I don't buy the colon cleansing stuff. I believe you can just do it with fruit and mulberries seem to be really good at that. So let's talk about keto real fast. We talk about uh, how, how Carl Denninger say keto uh, can keep people healthier or get rid of flu. And I, I do believe in a high fat, you know, mid-level protein, low carb. You don't have to necessarily get into ketosis, but it, it, is, it is good for you. It, keep, it keeps you healthy. Uh, and, and getting into ketosis every once in a while is, is a good thing. Or being constantly in it, it seems to be a very good thing too for people. I think the biggest takeaway is if you eat a lot of processed sugar stuff, you're going to be sick. How about that? How about that? that that's, it's then saying, well, keto is going to cure you. I can, a bigger guarantee, a, 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 a more likely scenario is eating all the processed food and sugar is going to get you sick. Now, sugar from fruit, that, that's different, okay? That is different than, you know, Rice Krispies and, and nonsense and bread. Now, I, I don't say, to, I'm not saying to be a fruititarian or anything, but I, I want to bring up a specific example of my own life. I, I, I do like to, when I do my, on my sprint days, I have mentioned this before, the day I do my interval training, I only have afterwards, I'll have a, my one meal of the day, and it will have very, the least amount of fruit for the whole week. It might only be like a small orange or two small oranges or a small orange and some strawberries, very, very low. Something that would keep you in ketosis uh, if you were already in ketosis. So uh, I decided to time it this week so that my sprint meal would be, my sprint day would be the day before I leave so that I will go into my way over 48 hour fast starting with, um, my sprint day meal with very little, very little carbs in me. So, and, and part of the reason is, is because I have a lot of bananas left. So I would have, I would have finished them all at once today. All right. And so instead of going into my fast with a bunch of fruit in me, more so than usual, I'm going to do the complete opposite and go into a fast, uh, a longer than 48 hour fast within, uh, perhaps in a state of ketosis, who knows, but in a very, very low carb. Usually I, I don't, I don't uh, go into my long fast uh, in, in the day after I do my sprints. I, I, I don't think I might have, I may have never done this before. Will it make that bigger a difference in my, in my life and my health personally? Because I, I mean, I fast all the time. No, it, it probably won't, but it is an interesting, uh, something to consider if, if you're, doing a, a longer fast and you want to get into ketosis to, for your last meal 
to uh, be as, as low carb as possible and to do your interval training uh, that day so that the, the so-called, I don't want to say damage, uh, the, the not so great, uh, uh, the not so great factors that a bunch of fruit brings upon you uh, will be canceled out. Uh, okay, fast, that will be canceled. My bananas will be canceled out faster doing this. Okay, I think I've really rambled on about that one too much, but people like to, people like to hear different techniques of mine. And yeah, I'm trying a, a little bit of a different technique. And no, don't, don't eat a bunch of bananas all the time because you will, you actually will gain weight. If you eat, bananas are really, uh, they, they, they are heavy in terms of carbs. How about that? Uh, here is something that some of you privacy people will care about. Breaking. And, and, and if you're watching this tape and you don't like a subject matter, please be playing this at 2x and be willing to jump around. I know not everyone likes to hear about fasting. Not everybody wants to hear about politics. This is beyond Bitcoin. Again, if you, don't want to, if you only want to hear about Bitcoin, then don't even watch the show because this is beyond Bitcoin show. There might be a little bit more crypto talk in here. Who knows? I don't know what I have on my schedule. But here, this is... This story actually broke a few weeks ago. I've been meaning to bring it up. And now that I got this extra part two of a show to do, I got the opportunity. So enjoy. A federal judge has ruled that suspicionless searches of travelers, cell phones, laptops, and other electronic devices when we cross the U.S. border are unconstitutional. Yay. This is an enormous victory for privacy. Up until now, the government has had unfettered access to search travelers' electronic devices when they enter the U.S. Going forward, the judge said searches must require reasonable suspicion, a much higher standard that the devices contain uh, contraband. That's pretty cool. If this is true, if the, I haven't heard that much more about this because I guess the media doesn't care about I care about things like this. I don't want to, I, you know, when I, when I entered Canada once, they searched my laptop and they, they had no reason for doing so. So I really want to want them doing that in America. And apparently they can't do that in America anymore. So that is good for all the people that are worried about their trezors being searched. I guess this means they, they can't get into them unless they suspect that you're some uh, dealer of narcotics. I don't know. But most of us, they don't have reason to think that were narcotics or any sort of uh, dealer. I mean, there's no re going going for this. The required reasonable suspicion, reasonable suspicion. Uh, who most of us there is for me reasonable suspicion that I'm a have something to do with narcotics. There's none at all, none none at all. So I don't I don't anticipate my laptop ever being searched by the. It's never been searched by um, uh, the Americans. I don't keep crypto on there. First of all. Um, but I, I wouldn't like that to happen, you know, to be held over, to be, have your laptop searched. So, uh, this, this is good for journalists because journalists have been, uh, they've had some issues uh, apparently. All right, that's linked to below. Auto expenses and, and cars are major places where, uh, where welfare dollar inflation has, uh, has been noticed, okay? Cars go up their prices go up every single year. So those of you who are addicted to the welfare dollar and have to keep up with the Joneses and who, who don't like, uh, well, 
the there are a lot of people that say that the United States can't, can't keep on printing the dollar because it, it causes inflation. And I say it causes inflation in things like uh, that welfare dollar people care about, like cars and fixing their cars. Well, there you go. There's my example. So for me, a guy who doesn't have a car, I, it's just like I'm, 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 I'm eating my popcorn and, and watch, and I don't value my wealth in dollars. I put dollars are not for savings. Dollars are not for savings, but there are a lot of people that save in dollars and then have to keep up with the, the dollar uh, in inflationary uh, products like cars because they need to get the newest and greatest one. And so my point is, and, and people are just willing to accept it. They keep on accepting it. The 80 percenters, they don't complain that the, that the dollar keeps on getting printed and that they, because they keep on getting these cars. And they keep on coming up with new uh, ways to get into debt to buy these cars also. So again, this is another example that the dollar printing and the current dollar welfare dollar system that rules the world, it's going to keep on going. So go to this link below. Um, more, more creative finance. No, no, no. So this link below shows, you can look up the year you were born and how much a car cost back then. And... Uh, in terms of, and, and just you can see the 80% the or inflation that has happened in cars and uh, how eh, no, no problem at all, the system will continue. But it's interesting to see how much cars cost the year you were born and, and how much prices change over it, for, this, for this because people keep on, they have no problem with the system. All right. Here are two headlines from Drudge and one explains the other. Richest 1% close to surpassing wealth of entire middle class. Second headline is more borrowers going underwater on car loans. <laughs> All right, so the richest 1%, uh, they, they don't live their lives that way. The middle class, they keep on going into greater and greater debt on car loans. Thus, thus, the richest 1% is close to surpassing the wealth of the entire middle class because the middle class is opting into situations when they're, they're getting rid of their wealth. So of course, and, and the one percenters, they know how to retain their wealth and use their wealth to get more wealth. So they're, they're going in di opposite directions, but you don't have to hate the 1%. It's your own fault if you're, if you're borrowing more borrows going underwater on car loans. You don't need the latest and greatest car. You don't need the latest and greatest form of debt financing for cars. You don't need that. And that's, that's bringing the middle class down. They're opting into it. And the 1% have nothing to do with stuff like that. So uh, th that's why you have that statistic. They're very much related. But people, people want to blame the 1%. The, the, the people who go in the car debt, they can't take responsibility for themselves. And because of that, the car prices will keep on going up, as I, as I said before. And the dollar, the welfare dollar isn't going anywhere because people would rather uh, blame the 1% and they'd rather have go into car debt than, in fact, changing their ways and, not, and using the dollar as something, as a tool to get real assets. They don't want real assets. They want fake assets so they can brag to their friends about their fast car. Uh, some sides, there are two, there are more than two sides to a story and it, it takes a thinking person to find the other options. 
And also in, in a large enough population or a large enough situation, there are going to be multiple correct answers, but you're just gonna have to think. And I, I, again, I bring this up because the media likes to simplify things. Either you, you hate Trump or you like Trump. Either he's evil or he's, or he's the greatest thing. And there's, there's nuance to so many, there's so much nuance to so many arguments out there. You know, at, at times there's, there's, there's a one or a two, but this, usually if you're a thinking person, you can say, well, I like that policy and I like that, but you can pick and choose different, uh, different people. You, you don't have to be so set in your ways because you, you, you're not thinking you're, bl you're blindly following. Uh, in when, when, when you think there are only two sides to a certain issue or two sides to a story. At times there can be, but just, just use your head. And uh, it's just so many people are blindly buying into stories now. They are just blindly buying into them. And I think the people who succeed the most are the ones that are like, okay, well, this, that side's got a point, this person's got a point. And maybe side one is right, but the, the other ones aren't Satan. And uh, yeah, you know, 10% of side two is right also. All right, so, and, and oh, look, there's a, there's a third. The, the real answer isn't what the mainstream media, aren't the options that the main, mainstream media is putting out there. There's a third answer. You gotta think. Always keep that in mind, always keep that in mind. Uh, here's a tweet from Nibal a society that believes that wealth is created through lack of privilege, through, through luck or privilege will eat itself alive. A society that believes that wealth is created through luck or privilege will eat itself alive. Well, I think we are living right now in, in, a, uh, in a society that believes uh, that, we that wealth is created through luck or privilege, which is, which is incorrect, which is, which is incorrect. Um, are we eating ourselves alive? We don't, the general society as a whole doesn't have much of a brain left. It's a brain eating disease, but we're still alive. Society, society will go on. Society, the modern society that we currently live in, in this golden age where there's so many comforts, uh, where the welfare dollar rules, it, it won't fall apart. There can be plenty of haters that, that believe in those rumors. As long as the uh, 20 percenters keep on producing, and they understand, they know how to keep on creating wealth, we'll, we'll be fine, at least 20. And uh, let, let, the, let the, uh, in, the people in debt get, go more into debt and keep on hating. That, that sustains them for some reason. I, mean, I don't understand it, but whatever. So society, I, 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 have, a, I have a more positive outlook, but I do agree with the, the basic premise of that statement that, uh, it's, it's unfortunate when society believes that wealth is created through luck or privilege, when society has gone down a rabbit hole that much, but uh, it has. And that's why these demagogues uh, can win elected office because the, the 80 percenters, the people who don't produce think, I'm gonna vote for this person and all my problems are gonna be solved. The wealth will be redistributed. Uh, the, luck, the, luck of the, the luck of the wealthy will come to me. Buttigieg will bring me the luck of the wealthy, and they're wrong. Uh, Safadine says, your wealth, like your health, is largely the consequence of decisions you and your forebearers took. It is not a score in a game against others, okay? So that's, 
that's, you know, don't, in, income inequality, don't, don't be jealous. You don't have to, it, doesn't, it shouldn't bother you that Bill Gates makes more money than you. Hating people richer than you, he goes on to say, is exactly as dumb, counterproductive, and detestable as hating people healthier than you. Hating on people who stole, um, who stole their wealth is, and this is a little different, hating on people who stole their wealth is as helpful to you as hating on people who gain their health. You're better off learning to shut up and focus on yourself. Exactly. There are people who stole wealth, okay? There are people who steal and tricked other people and scam people. Don't worry about them. Don't obsess over them. Don't try to say all rich people are like them. You worry about yourself and you figure out how to get rich, okay? Shut up and focus on yourself, he said. I like that. In, I, I'm talking about the golden age we live in, in the modern society and uh, social media affecting politics and politics just becoming a, a really tremendous not thinking soap opera. And if you look back on, in, in time, you can remember in the early 90s, when news, news was pretty pure. News was news, okay? Drama started entering news, okay? O.J. Simpson, uh, Nancy Kerrigan. It, it, there's the, the line, the dividing line between gossip and news started to slowly go away. And but still, you know, you had your news stations and they were the source of truth. TV was the source of truth. So, you know, you, you had some drama creeping in, but you still had the news. And then the internet started, it came about in the late 90s, should we say. And at first it wasn't legit at all, but then it became more and more legitimate and the, the main players in the traditional news and drama space had to understand the internet and people started getting news from there. And there was more drama started coming to TV, more superficial stuff to catch people's eye because the internet was uh, taking away pure news from people. And, but we still had politics and politicians still relied on the TV, what those talking heads said. Sure, they threw some more drama into it, some more mindlessness into it, but the, the, the cable TV, the, the, the main TV stations, that still had so much influence over the elections. You didn't have to put too much money in the internet. And then finally, the final evolution, uh, the internet is like dominating politics. I don't exactly know when it happened, but I guess it, it, had, to do, it had to start around the time of Trump. And now this election, I mean, they... The, the old players want to regulate the internet, want to censor the internet. So they go back to TV. So they get back into the drama that TV is now. They're not, I mean, CNN is just, all that is, that news, it's just drama now. It's just pure emotion. It's pure bias. In the days of Peter Jennings, it wasn't emotion. He might've been a little biased at times, and it was, but it wasn't flamboyance in terms of being biased. I mean, now it's just in your face. There's no shame about it uh, because just, there's desperation all around because anyone out there can go on the internet. Anyone can pay for advertisement on the internet. Anyone can get on Dave Rubin's show. Anyone can get on really little shows. It's the decentralization of uh, 
of news sources. And it's having a tremendous effect on the people who value their wealth in politics. And it's, it, it could really rearrange, it's already rearranged things in a major way by having Trump as president because he is not from that political class. He's not, I mean, he's not, a, I'm not saying he's a good guy or anything like that, but uh, we're in the wild, wild west here. And all sorts of entities are trying all sorts of things to, to censor. And you got to stand, you got to admire guys like on a certain level, uh, like Zuckerberg, who won't, who won't allow these people to say who he can take money, who he can accept advertisements from. Um, so it, it has been such a wild uh, evolution since uh, OJ Simpson and, and, and the internet started, started becoming big and, and TV started, you go, you look back on the 60s, in the 60s, the, the news, that was all there was, there's three stations. That's how you got their news. And so if, there was if they were lying about something, that was it. Now, nothing like that could ever, could ever happen again. It, it, it's cool. And uh, I will say that uh, keep on, even if you don't like certain people out there, allow them to have their voice. Allow them to have your voice. The, the censoring stuff is emotional nonsense, but it's, it's catching on. It's catching on among, among the youth. They don't believe in uh, freedom of speech. At a time, it, it's, it's, it's tragic because we are now living in a time where we have the ultimate freedom of speech from the internet, where every people can't just say, well, the, I can't get my word across anymore to a lot of people because the, 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 the three main TV stations, they don't believe in my third opinion. Well, if you've got a third if you've got a third opinion now, you just throw it out there on the internet. That's just the, the beauty. Uh, but definitely the, the big, so this 2020 election, they are spending much on social media and, and much on internet advertising. And this was something in 2012 that was not even a thing in, in 2012 uh, or, or 2008, especially. So who, what will to, are we going to enter a, a, a time in 2024 when, when TV is, is, is just a total joke where we're the, and newspapers are a total joke when it comes to politics, where it's gonna all be the internet. We, we will see, we will see what happens. Rules of engagement on Twitter, rules of Twitter engagement. Pound that like button, first of all. What is this? Do you, this is from Woo Mick. I don't know, okay. Uh, rules of Twitter engagement. Do not respond to negativity. Do not feed the trolls. Continue to provide value. The tables will turn in due time. Your time is too valuable. Trolls squander their time in addictive crud. A, lo a losing trade. Time is the only scarcity. That and Bitcoin. There you go, people. That's create. Trolls don't create. They destroy. I'm like that with people who, uh, who say they want to destroy altcoins. You're basically trolling all altcoins at that point. It's a waste of time. Let, let people create. Don't be a troll. And if you are a creator, you're going to encounter trolls. Ignore them. Ignore, ignore, ignore. And so you can, you can and I know sometimes you're tempted. Uh, I have a policy. I don't reply to trolls on, in the comment section. And it, it just says a lot about you when you have trolls. You mean something. They destroy. All they do is destroy. They create nothing. They get pleasure out of wasting people's time. So Twitter, especially, I don't, I don't participate in those long Twitter uh, conversations. I just learn from it. 
and I post on there. I post uh, so people find out about me. I, I love to retweet good ideas. I'm creating, I'm creating. In every, every aspect, I'm, I'm promoting people to be producers in life, producers in life. Don't be a troll, ignore the trolls so you can produce more. And you know, don't, if, you, if you're a Bitcoiner and you're, don't worry about the altcoins, keep on producing on the Bitcoin side, don't, don't troll the alt, altcoins. Don't try to mine altcoins just to destroy them. That's such a waste of resources. All right, we're almost at the end of the show. And wow, a Pew Research Center report found that self-employed Americans and the people working for them together accounted for 30% of the nation's workforce or 44 million jobs in total in 2014. Um, and this is actually still true in 2019, I believe. I linked to a 2019 thing. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't even said a 2014 part about it. But, but here's the deal. 30%, 30%, that, that's very close to 20%. And they said that 30% number is not just the people that started their own business, but the people um, that are working under them too. So this kind of gives me hope. I know not all 20 percenters are self-employed and it's, it's not about that. But uh, if 20% of the nation can be self-employed, that's very impressive. That's very impressive and it should give you guys hope. If you think you're a 20 percenter, and you're tired of working for the man, look, 20% of the nation is self-employed and starts their own business. There still is that entrepreneurial spirit among 20% of the nation. Again, it's that magical 20% of the uh, So, uh, and it, it just, it should, give you, it should give you hope for those people that are a little down and they're thinking, oh, I'm never gonna be able to not work for someone else. But plenty, 20% is a large number. 20% producers, that, that's what keep the world that's what keeps the world running okay so it's it's a large enough number that you could really be a part of uh, the 20 to 30 percent of the people who, who are self-employed so I'd like to bring up uh, when I see familiar numbers like that finally we'll talk about think spot the Jordan Peterson uh, we're talking about social media before we're talking about censorship before he wants to create a social media platform where free thinkers can just post anything and where other people can comment and it might have something to do with cryptocurrency and people have asked me about it. It's ts.today. It still is in beta. You still need a beta invite, but I am getting email. I, I am not on it yet because I have not gotten a beta invite, but apparently there are people on it and here is the, and people ask me about it. So I'm going to leave you with this update that they sent over email that many people don't know. All right. Thank you for continuing to wait patiently to join ThinkSpot. Our team is working hard to complete the initial platform development as we build our community. Our media library currently has over 10,000 hours of audio content and thousands of videos, including many uh, ThinkSpot exclusives and live streaming events. All registered users can access the majority of content on ThinkSpot for free. And we are in the process of developing new features during our beta period that allow our users to publish various types of content. We are continuing to onboard new users each week and are on track to achieve our goal of extending invitations to everyone on our wait list by the end of the year. Once our beta period is complete, we will remove the wait list and open our platform to everyone. 
So, okay, they have, there are people on it now. It's clearly not many people. It's clear they are taking their time about it, which is good. They want to have a polished product and that eventually everyone will be able to get on. So right now, if you're on it, you're very lucky, uh, but they do have a wait list. You should sign up for the wait list because maybe you'll get an early chance to get on and play around with it. Clearly, I haven't. So uh, I, I wish them all the luck in the, in the world. They seem like they're doing, they're going about this in a smart, slow, uh, not impulsive way, long-term thinking type of way. They want to have a product that is smooth. They are deferring gratification by not allowing everyone on there. So you should defer gratification, be patient. I hope it's great. I really, I really hope it's great. I hope it challenges YouTube. I hope it gives me another platform uh, for this type of stuff, for my podcast, for, for the, the, the visual stuff, everything. And again, I thank Anchor again for the podcast. Go to sportsmeister.com if you want to listen to all my podcasts, by the way, which are just the, the YouTube videos turned into podcasts plus some extra audio for you. Okay, that is it, guys. I'm flying on a plane. I'm on my way back to Baltimore. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, I know it's Monday. You're not supposed to get a Beyond Bitcoin show. It needed a part two. We'll be back for the regular one Bitcoin show on Tuesday. I will be tired as anything. And then we'll be back to total normal on Wednesday. And yes, things are not normal all over the world right now because it's Thanksgiving week and lots of Americans are taking off. Uh, Consider an opportunity to get your voice out there because there's not as many loud Americans on social media uh, taking up a bunch of space. You should take up more space now, okay? Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Click on the squares. Pound that like button. Uh, have fun. See ya.